guys, welcome to day three of Podmas for the Autism Mommy podcast. This is your girl, Steffi Kiss. If you don't know, every day up until Christmas for the month of December, I will be releasing a mini episode, a sneak peek of what you can expect to hear on the Autism Mommy podcast, the different type of topics that I will be covering. And today we will be talking about mom guilt. All right. Now, mom guilt. Woo! One of the hardest things to deal with with being a mother is mom guilt. Now, if you don't know what that is, mom guilt is the pervasive feeling of either not doing enough or just not doing things right as a parent. Some triggers can be going back to work after maternity leave, juggling parenting and socializing, life decisions for your kids, or trying to conform to what society deems to be the correct way of raising your kids. I personally have struggled with mom guilt since I became a mother 12 years ago. It was exacerbated with Ethan's diagnosis as well. Should I had quit working when he was diagnosed? Did I make the right decisions leaving his dad? Do I do enough as a mother in general? These are all questions that run through my head all the time and they can literally drive me and anyone else who has these same type of thoughts insane it's some ways you can manage mom guilt because let's face it it's not going anywhere it's just not going anywhere you love your kids and you always want the best But it becomes an issue when you spend too much time worrying about things you cannot control. So the first way that you can manage this quote unquote mom guilt is to recognize your irrational thoughts. Thinking that you are the worst mom because you have to work is unrealistic. Instead of being negative about you spending 40 hours a week away from your kid, think about it as this job keeps a roof over my head. This job allows me the opportunity to enjoy activities with my kid. Just remember, everything in life needs balance. Two things can be true. You can work full time and still be an amazing mother. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can have a flourishing career and still be an amazing mom. Like, I don't even know... There are so many adjectives I can use, but I feel like amazing just encompasses them all. Another tip would be to avoid the bragging game. When Ethan was diagnosed when I was two, when he was two years old, this was hard for me. This was hard. And not that I was the one bragging. All the people around me were bragging about their kids. And it's natural. As a parent, we think our babies are perfect and the best thing to grace this earth, right? But there is a fine line between being proud of your children and making yourself feel superior or making your kids look superior. When my son was diagnosed when he was two years old, I I knew to get him evaluated because he just wasn't hitting the milestones um, that he was, quote unquote, supposed to be hitting with his age. Right. He wasn't speaking. He wasn't, um, you know, saying his name. He wasn't there was just a lot of things he wasn't doing. He wasn't counting. He didn't know his letters. He wouldn't sit down and let me read to him. Like there was just a lot of things that he wasn't doing, which 
made me go forward and get him evaluated. But in the same token, I had all of these friends who were also mothers who also had their kids around the same age as Ethan. And, you know, they would gloat and they would be like, oh, such and such is doing this. Oh, such and such is doing that. And while it wasn't malicious and it definitely wasn't geared towards me as a mother who felt guilty about her kid and, you know, what he wasn't able to do, it, it hurt me and it made me feel isolated and it made me feel less than as a mother. And I never want to feel as if my child is less than anyone because he's not, he is perfect as Ethan. He is perfect in his own right. Making comparisons is dangerous and can lead to the parties involved feeling inadequate, right? You've everyone has had a conversation with someone else and because they're doing better or seemingly doing better, you feel inadequate. You feel less than. You feel like you just can't compare. So what I would say to you is if you're feeling like these conversations are straying or leading to uncomfortable territory, just switch the conversation, you know, congratulate them for whatever it is that they're doing. Wow, bitch, you're doing a great job, but you don't have to talk about how maybe your kid isn't, isn't living up to these expectations. Or I feel like the more healthy way is to, if this person is your friend and you know that they are not gloating or trying to feel superior to you or your kid, be open with your friends. Let them know like, yeah, you know, Ethan is here. Ethan isn't where he needs to be. I struggled with that for a long time. I hid my child's diagnosis for years, for years, because I felt less than. Another tip I would give you are affirmations and prayer. My favorite prayer is the serenity prayer. And I don't know if it's because my father grew up on the 12-step program. Well, he didn't grow up. I grew up with my father on the 12-step program. It was ingrained in our, in, our, in our daily everything. We had it up on the wall. It's just something, it's one of the first prayers I knew. Like, well, no, I went to Catholic school, so it's not one of the first prayers. But it's one of the first I understood, I should say that. And if you're not familiar, the prayer goes as follows. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now let's break that down really quickly. The serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Give me the peace in understanding that there are some things out of my control. Just because you feel guilty doesn't mean that you are guilty. All you can do in certain situations is be present, loving, with good intentions. The courage to change the things I can. That's the big one right there. Because sometimes the guilt is a little warranted. Are you scared to come out of your comfort zone? Are you scared of giving up full control? That courage is needed sometimes. And finally, the wisdom to know the difference. When is it in my control and when isn't it in my control? Maybe it's not the time to change something, but in 10 years, it can be. 
The discernment of when, what, and how to change the thoughts that may be plaguing you is necessary and a daily practice. And when all else fails, remember, bitch, you're doing a good job. That is my favorite affirmation. And you should tell yourself that every single day. Thank you for tuning in to day three of Podmas. Come back tomorrow where we will be talking about teenagers on the autism spectrum. And always remember, bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job.